Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and Afaro, where we have a special edition Saturday show straight out of the big event on the couch or one of the greatest tag teams of all time, if not the greatest tag team of all time, the Nasty Boys. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank, thank you. you. That's, that's, is I it, is, is it tell the fucking audience, watch out for that girl. I just had a <laughs> I got titled she, the she Nasty Girl. She is the official Nasty Girl. She was showing me some of her, what is that, uh, Instagram stuff and everything? <laughs> Pretty fucking nasty. She, hey. Put on some vanity she sticks. Could, that, that woman over there could rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, she's Nasty quite, style. She, she is quite the talent. Yes, she yeah. is. When I first met her, I, I was like, you know, you're, you're like a pretty big-time social influencer, right? But you didn't think you were a social influencer. People watch. There's a difference. That's where, where, where people are like, oh, you must have a lot of followers. I don't have a lot of followers, but I have a lot of people that do watch. Well, when she was doing her so. thing, something on me was getting influenced. I could admit, I could admit that. He threw his son <laughs> on me. His son's in my DM now. <laughs> hey, you know what? If, if you believe in reincarnation, I think you, you want to come back as something like Daniela, right? There's a, lot, there's a lot of room for a lot of advancement yeah. looking like that, I would assume, respectfully. Honestly, these guys were, I, the, when I got titled the nasty, they're like, oh, you're, you're nasty, aren't you? And I'm like, eh, probably. Well, I saw some of those Instagrams. I was like, damn, Kevin you can, you're a girl, texting. you can go. You I want to get reincarnated as me. That, yes, exactly. That's the oh, attitude. Uh, myself. I live a pretty good life myself. <laughs> yeah, but what's amazing about it, though, because, you know. And I'm still living. Yes. Which is great, by the way. How are you feeling? I'm doing all right. And thank you for everybody for for all the thoughts and prayers. And uh, my buddy started me a GoFundMe page. Everybody who helped out. I mean, uh, that's why I like going out to these autographs these days, because I get to thank the people that you know helped me out and they were all, the fans have always been behind me and it showed you that we really did something in the wrestling business to get that much love and respect from the fans i really appreciate that because without the fans we wouldn't be sitting here right now you know well then put put me in my place a little bit all right average joe you guys former icons in the world of professional wrestling and and you know stars right people know you guys everybody knows you guys right When I see people in general, but, you know, famous people putting GoFundMe pages, I go, man, don't these guys know enough people that have enough money that could help them out? Am I? And look, well, I I'm not trying to be I, disrespectful, I, dude, but straighten no, me up. Dude, I know what but, the fuck you're saying because there's 50 people that could go, hey, you know what? Here's 250 grand. Like, it's a fucking you're wiping your ass with it. Could say to knobs and do that. That are we're, we're supposedly our friends that could go, here, here's 200 grand. Right. Know, you're hurting. Right. Not to, not here's 150 or 50. You know, some are dudes. Uh, 50 here's 1500 bucks. But they they there's some people we know that could do that. Like nothing. Yeah. And it'd be like a, a like a like us us taking a ten out out of our wallet to them. And these and these are your supposed friends. Exactly. But yeah. know what their best friend is the fucking money, mm. and they don't want to part with it or have anybody or, else spend. Or, you know, I don't want to ask anybody for money. So my, my friend did that for me. But when you are when you're on your fucking GoFundMe, you are asking I, people I, for money. But I, I didn't want to do it. So he said, I'm going to do it for you as a friend. And it did actually help me out with my bills and everything because I was out of work. I get it. And, and, you know, I didn't make, you know, we made money in our time, but we haven't been under contract for a long time. And when you're not under contract, you're on the independence, you know, Independence ain't like you're on a on a contract and getting a check every two weeks. These independent guys uh, sometimes they cancel at the last minute, and you know you you're yeah, waiting for that money bill, to yeah. pay your well, bills wait, and stuff just, like just that. And all of a sudden, boom! Think, oh, sorry, I, I I I just promoted you for three months, but we can't bring you up now. Well, you use our our thing, you know. So what are you gonna do? Try to sue the guy? It'd be more money to try to sue the guy to get your your money from him. Than you know anything else, so you're you get screwed. So, but, but the thing is, it ain't. What about not even friends, but 
the, the companies we worked for, we did, I'm not, everybody, WWE comes up because it's the biggest. Mm. And, and it, the, the name on top of that is always Vince McMahon, so he gets picked on. Or Vince McMahon, this, Vince McMahon, that. But the big companies that you work for, what about the guys, say your Hall of Famers, or somebody is down and out? But when, when you're, we have a company that makes uh, a half a billion a year profit or something like that, or anything, we're, help a motherfucker out. You made like, their you know company. I mean? You I, were I, what they needed to I have mean, a show. When we did work there, we, it was the greatest thing to do at the time, and and and, and you had to be there if you wanted to to make it to, to that level. Was to make it to the Yankees, yeah. But are you ever taken care of? With uh, you know the, the independent contractor agreement from uh, paying your own taxes, paying your own insurance, paying your own rent of cars, your own yeah, hotels, your own hotels, every fucking thing. But I'm, I'm I mean, not, but not, what about when one of the guys that w- that was there? What what would it be to go, here's a check for a hundred grand? That's okay. like, like like I said, it could be, that's like wipe you wipe your ass with. But that, but the know? average the average Joe, and I'm not trying to be argumentative. I'm an average Joe. If I get fired from my job or I leave my job, I lose yeah. my medical, and right. guess what? Right. I have I've, I've had two open heart surgeries. Right? Yeah. No one's helping me. Yeah. My boss ain't coming to my rescue to say, hey, yeah. here's a hundred grand for that. There. You know? Yeah. So again. It's not. I'm not trying to be insulting, right? I, no. What I'm trying to. What I'm trying to say. Basically, you got to take care of your fucking self. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. Bottom line, you're yeah. out on your yeah. own. Hey, you're on your own, motherfucker. And That's I, it. I actually thanked my friend for doing it. I said, "Hey, man, I didn't want nobody to do it because I'm not one to ask for money like that. That's not me. That's not the way I was brought up." But he did it for me, and it did help me get through the times when I had no money coming in at all. And I was in this rehab and almost died four different times. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I'm, my, my health situation there was, was kind of funky there for the last four years or so. And now I still need a knee replacement on my right and a knee replacement on my shoulder. But I'm so sick of being in the hospitals. I'm living through the pain again. And I'm just doing what I have to do right now because I know each one takes a rehab of at least four months. I don't care what anybody says. And the shoulder, same thing. Until you're right again, until you can go out and, you know, do things. So, you know, it is what it is. So you just got to keep on going. That's what I'm doing right now. And by the way, I'm glad your friend did help you out because I'm glad you, you know. Yeah. I had met you before. I don't know you personally, yeah. right? But you, you, both of you gentlemen are very yeah. nice guys from what I know. Oh, you're a goddamn hoot. I loved it. And hanging on, out with you guys. <laughs> and on the other side of that realm, think of this. Say you have all these friends that got bucks or the big companies, right, that you work for. Once they open the door for one guy, now where does that penny stop? When there's like 60 guys, that, you know, right. or you have 50 friends. It's like, how much more the, money can I give right, out before right, I go for Here's all my savings to help. You but know, you guys I, you know, made, I mean, there where does is that no stop? wrestling I mean, business without so the wrestlers. So what the fuck do you do? What do you <laughs> do? I mean, I'm, not, I'm not going to lie. We there's came some... up in a different time in the business. It ain't like it is so, now. We weren't, we weren't, you know, we don't I'm have that. I'm to tell you, nobody's business, but, you know, some personal friends of mine, that are very famous, did help me. I'm sure they did, yeah. Oh, yeah, they That's did. Good. But you can't just keep on going back and asking them, you know, after they already helped you out a couple times. You know, I'm not like that, and I didn't even want to do it the first time. But they offered. So, yes, I did. Personal friends of mine that everybody knows I might know did help me out a lot of different times. So, you know, but then again, you don't always want to go, you know, you go back to them again, it's like, what? You know, I can't just keep going back to, you know, when they already helped me out. 
So, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm glad my friend did that for me because it helped me through the rough times. If not, I would have been, you know, really, because let's face it, if uh, we didn't make as much as uh, Tyson and he blew 300 million. So yeah. let's face it, we're, we, we made okay money at the time, but when you're, when you're off of that contract and you're on the independent circuit, it's a whole different ball game again. You know, well, so. you got to give yourself kudos too that you were such a good friend to someone that they actually were like, yeah, I want to see you live. I'm gonna, tr- I'm gonna do everything I got oh, yeah. to help you oh, out. Oh, yes. I mean, you know, just to have a friend like that is yeah. pretty important, right? And no shame oh, yeah. with asking for help, especially when it comes down to your health. Well, that's, you have Rick Flair come story. over and see you when you're in your rehab bed, and and uh, <laughs> he said he's gonna put you on with somebody, and I think I didn't know if it was gonna be Hulkster, one of his, you know, he so has no, no, so many celebrity friends. And when he turned it around, it was a naked girl telling me, uh, hey, nasty boy, I can't wait. Get, get fast, get healthy fast, because I'll be waiting for you. And she was gorgeous. And I went, if that don't want to make you jump out of bed and get to training and get yourself back right again, nothing will. So thank you, Ric Flair. I appreciate that. The motivation you needed. Yeah, and I, I told that during the here, during here, his, here, ro- here. his roast, and he was like, like don't tell that story. I said, well, I, oh, you're still married to Wendy? I didn't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but it was a good time, you know, so. But here's a tough question for you, right? At some point when you, you were ill, were you, you know, Blaming yourself for putting yourself into that situation. No, uh, what was it was the years of what I did. Yeah, yeah. Can you kidding me? Shit, you know we we party like rock stars, so you know it all comes up and bites you in the ass. So you got, you know, you live in the dark. Always sooner or later comes out the light. You know, I calm down, and you know, and um, you know, I'm not supposed to be drinking no more, but I do drink some beer now and again i shouldn't be doing that but you know sometimes old habits are hard to break but that's about it man i don't do no shots no more no, no, nothing like that so no so, other or i do uh the cbd and the and the gummies and stuff right. like that you know what i mean which is you know so, willie, nelson, Jerry, as willie be, nelson taught me that long this time is your ago. brother who has survived thank god yeah do you get pissed off and go bro enough with the drinking don't drink anymore do enough that. You don't yeah. know. We know. So I know him since he's ten, but I just told him today again. Now, do you really need that fucking wicked your the, the thing? He goes, "Are you my goddamn dad?" <laughs> and I'm, this has gone on for years now. I'm like, do you have to have that? You're not supposed to be drinking. He's like, I'm a fucking nursemaid or a mother goose or something. He's oh, just, because, yeah, just because he's not drinking no more because he made an ass out of himself. So, well, you know, I, I hey, stopped drinking. Everybody's got their limit, but in mine, you know. I was tired of acting the fool, and I was tired of waking up being hungover for the last 40 years and said, fuck it, and haven't drank a drop in since for two years. But Nobody you know, says he, he was stop acting like a fool, though. I was saying, he was drinking Diet Coke, and he was still but, acting a fool, and I love yeah, that. Right, right, right. <laughs> but he was on his deathbed, and the doctor said, you drink, you die, because it's his liver. Right. So, but he don't stop. He goes back and drinks. So that's... I was him. good there for seven months, so I'm drinking a little bit now, but I watch myself. I monitor myself. I know what I know if I'm doing wrong, you know, so I just watch myself. That's all you gotta do, man. You know you He watches you himself can't. as it's going he's going like this. I mean <laughs> Yeah. I mean you, you you do understand what a treasure you are to the wrestling community, right? Yeah. I right? do. And, so and, like and, so aren't you like 
kind of disrespecting the fans a little bit, right? Because they, they love you, right? Ooh, you no, disrespect not the fat ass. Not at all. Yes, you, know, you sometimes are. Sometimes you got to just do You're disrespectful because you're look drinking at, like look a at pig. Rick, <laughs> you know? Look at, look at Rick. I gave him what, like a 5% chance to live. Yeah. You know, when he's back drinking some Honestly, beers again and stuff I like that. I don't know how. Listen, and, I was at, I was at the, we and him were at the last match. I thought Rick was going to go down one or two times in there. I was real. I swear to God, I thought it, his life is over. Right. And I cannot believe the man, the way he's rolling right now, is still walking on the face of the earth. He's gonna. He's 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 the nature boy. He's still lim- limousine driving, Learjet flying, and drinking like a motherfucker. I can't believe it after all this stuff. And that motherfucker <laughs> keeps going. I don't know but how he he's doing. He loves the fans. He's out there doing his I, thing I, for I the fans. I don't know how. I sure do not. I'm amazed that he's. You know? How is he, is he? Is he like a? Did they transport him from another planet or something? I don't he's fucking a, know. He's a Terminator. He's a Terminator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the nature boy, man. He's an nature. He's a nature nator. But that's what happens. He's still, he lives in Tampa, so that's hard. Right. It's oh, hard to not be tempted. When you hear old Sunder in summer and you hear, woo, like, like, oh, fuck, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> here he comes. <laughs> we had enough. We had crazy times with that motherfucker. And the guy, I'll tell you what, he risked his life. And if he made $5 million, the nature boy was spending $8 million. And the, li- the life he lived was for everyone underneath him made look better in the wrestling business because everybody that saw him up there in that stage, what he was talking about, the way he was living and the way he portrayed himself and really does portray himself all over the country and world in the bars and with the women. It's the truth. That's the nature boy. And it just, that reflects on the rest of us. Rick's, you know I mean, that, that makes everybody, brings everybody up in that star, that limelight. So Rick's, he gave his life for the business. At, as Rick's 70th birthday, he gets drunk with, uh, Jeff Hardy at the time. This was four oh. years ago. That's so why I was, they, on, they, the, I was come, on the whiskey. They come up to me on the and bourbon. they said, we got this great angle. <laughs> the Hardy boys against the Nasty was never done. They're going to take it to Vince. Da, da, da. And I looked inside. I go, and who's wrestling for me? He goes, you are. I said, I can't even fucking walk. How the fuck am I going to get in the ring and wrestle the Hardys? I ain't going back Listen, in the ring if I can't wrestle. Rick Flair's right? birthday party. Me, Fit Finley, and Jeff Hardy are going like this, looking and staring at the wall. It was a, a wall of the best bourbons in the world, and we drank every fucking one of them. Good God. We were so proud. Me and Jeff Hardy played a, this big angle up where the nasty boys were coming, but we forgot knobs couldn't wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a cane. I'm going, what the hell are you talking about? Get me back in the We room. left hey. one minor detail out. Hey, 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 <laughs> I got kicked out of Rick's party, and a couple months later, I saw my buddy Jeff with the Highway Patrol in Florida. Go, uh oh, they got my. There goes Jeff. <laughs> they, got, they got where we both went down. Wait, but you just went over though. You got kicked out of Ric Flair's party. Oh, Rick goes. Oh, okay. Oh, I was I was zinging women around that are millionaires' <laughs> wives and dancing and acting up, and Rick really couldn't do his deal because he was. It was like a show. Well, there I were went so up, many I stars to, and I people sat in with there. Him and I asked him about, hey, Rick, how is uh. The match we had between you, Ricky Steamboat, and Sting against me, Sag, and Root. Did you, did you like that match? And he goes, Brian, Jerry is kicked out of my party. No, he <laughs> said, Jerry's banished from the bar. No, he's kicked out of the party. So I know he was drunk, so I had to make sure I got him downstairs, out of the out of the, the, 
you know, place the party was at. And what does he do right when he gets out? He pisses right there outside the thing oh on the lawn. Oh, he's fucked up. And I then, go, hey. Then I said to him, that's why Rick just kicked you out of the party. He goes, what, Rick? Hey, I'll go up there. And I had my partner, my student, he's a big guy, played football from Muhlenberg, and he's a lawyer. We grabbed him and, and, and got him in the, you know, the car to take him back to the hotel. You know what I mean? Because I didn't need him causing a scene. He already was causing a scene up there before whipping the people around. So like they were, I like go, was in the restaurant. how the fuck did somebody get kicked out of Flair's party when this guy, I go, Rick, I saw him a, a, a month or so after. How do, how do you say I'm banished from the bar when you were naked in every bar across the world? We were <laughs> naked, running your birthday suit with the belt on off the elevator or your robe, throwing your shoes across, your clothes off. Having the, the dick out in the bar, every I mean, how, how am I out of the party? I mean, how did I do? How do I get kicked out? Yeah, how the hell so does that happen? Here, here, Flair comes to Holster's party, so now he's got my son and Haku and us are in a corner at Hulk Hogan's birthday party, and the Nature Boys buying my son. He got bottles of tequila flying. I'm like, and I don't drink no more. I'm like, take it easy, you guys. Next thing, Rick, you know, now him and Tyson have these uh, joints. Right in the middle of Hulkster's party, Nature Boy's got four joints. He's lighting joints and passing them. Woo! I'm like, how the fuck do you? Now, how are you getting kicked out of the party? I'm like, how do you get away with it? But I'm not kicked out of your party for dancing with the rich women. <laughs> what the fuck happened? There's only one Nasty Boys. There's only one Nature Boy. Flair. There's only one Hulk Hogan, too. How, how was that birthday party? It seemed like a little bit emotional. It seemed like really, yeah, well, really nice. Yeah, it was fucking nice. amazing. It was amazing. And, and I, uh, I, you know, Nick and and uh, Sky and, and also uh, his accountant got a hold of me when I was in Nova Scotia. And they said, hey, can you help us? It's a surprise party for Dad. And we're trying to surprise him. Can you, can you invite some people? And. I knew who to invite, you know, invite his crazy friends that he known forever. And, and when he's come out there and saw everybody, I had Chuck Zito there. Mm -hmm. I had Pat Catino from World's Gym there. You know, I invited Brian Blair, Steve, you know, all the guys that, you know, grew up in the business with him. And when he saw that, he was, he broke down. He was, he was crying. Yeah, he, was really, he was emotional. Yeah. I couldn't, when he so, walked in, he so, went, right. That made me feel good because I know I, I got the right people, you know, to come. You know what I mean? Nasty so. boys are nice boys. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's my that's one of my good good best friends right there, you know, and he's he is a real good guy. He nobody knows what he does for charities. He don't tell nobody. Right. He does it on his own and he don't have to brag about it or anything, Doesn't but he does a glory. lot for a lot of people and nobody even knows that, but what a good guy. No, just okay. like just no. like Rick. Rick's a great guy too. He is a great guy. He's a great guy to be around and he's always shows you a good time. He'll have a it's almost like being with Willie. When you get off Willie's bus, you have a smile on your face. That's Willie Nelson. He's a good friend of mine. So that was my birthday present to Hulk. I uh gave a gave him a video and the video was Willie Nelson singing him happy birthday mm. and then afterwards he goes Hulk Hogan, the big 7-0, that ain't shit. Because he just turned 90. Yeah, right. And Willie so, goes, you so, pussy. That's so, so, <laughs> funny. So what, I like, so what I liked about it was Hulk Hogan says me shit because wait till you get 70 because I complain about being 60, I'll beat up I am. And, you know, he's, his back is, is just, you know, from all the operations and stuff like that. You know, it's not good. But all of us, like, uh, you know, 
Uh, Hacksaw's been through his things. Uh, Bret Hart's been through his things. You know, it's it's life, and you go through them, and and you just you know gotta try to watch, and and you know as you get older. But like you we said, we lost a lot. We like, lost a lot of friends when like we were younger. Like you said, it's different when you're crippled and getting older. When you got thirty to fifty mil in the bank, right? Or you're crippled and getting older, and you don't oh, you know got, if you can oh, pay you the two fucking big rent. Beach shops making you. You know, but I mean, I mean, there's, a, you know, there's sort of, you know, it, it's a little different, li- you know, life. You're, you're crippled getting older, and he's got to go fund me, or you're crippled getting older and you're a multimillionaire. So it's a little, you're living a different style of life. There, even though the facts are the facts, it all happens to all of us, whether you're rich or poor, whatever you are in life, you know. But everybody, you know, that's been in the ring and you know that's been in longer like, than I would say six, seven years. They're all, everybody's hurting, man. All, all, of, all of my buddies, you know, no, nobody says nothing and complains because we were brought up that way. That's the old school way. You don't ever talk about your health. I'll never hear, I never hear Hulk complain one time. I never hear Rick complain one time. Well, I, I, know, I, would, I would ask both of you then, like, okay, start over life. Would you just do to do the same thing again? Hell yeah. Exactly. So why you know, complain? Yeah. Right? So there you go. Uh, you know, we wouldn't be the nasty boys if, you know, we weren't the nasty but boys. But you, so. you both claim to be Hogan's friend, right? Yeah. Why aren't you stopping him from getting married another time? Like, just dude, just date somebody. I'm glad he and got married. He, be hey, he's 70. He can do what he wants. Can right? you share, like, what happened with Brooke? Like, I thought they were like, again, I, I'm just I, a fan, so I don't know, but it seemed like they were like this, and all of a sudden she's posting like she's doesn't I talk have, to the guy. I have no idea. Well, I don't ask I don't ask about that, you know. When I yeah, get with that's, them. That's us I, personal, yeah, that's, and, yeah. you know, I'm sure it's like something, well, Dad, you know, why? You know, like you're saying, why do that again maybe? But, but you know. But how can you tell people that? No, you can't. Love is blind. You know You're what I mean? Right. You, you know, and you say, fuck it, I'm getting old, or whatever you, Whatever your reason is, and you do what you're going to do. But maybe she didn't want that. Maybe, who knows? But we, we, that stuff you leave alone. It's none of our yeah. business, or you don't bring up. Unless somebody comes to say it to you, like a friend, yeah. or talk about it, you talk about and it. And she's very nice. She's, she's a really nice lady. She, I mean, I, I met her so many times, and she's always real respectful to me, so... You know, and Nick's there, you know, so Nick does the DJ for the Monday night karaoke. Cool. So, yeah, man, so Hulk, you know, whatever he wants to do, he's 70, he can do what he wants to do. You know, that's that's the that's the secret of, you know, you know. We had, a, we had a good do. party, Hulk threw for knobs at, at his bar in Clearwater. His knobs, we, we turned 60 this year. Yeah. So Hulk had a party for knobs at the bar. At his Hulk came, hangout, yeah. We all came down there, all the guys. And had a blast. Yeah. And uh, you know, it was just a fun, great time. At the what you're talking about, the 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 beat, not the, the where they sell the stuff. The, no, the, the other place. Bar, yeah, it's pretty cool. They, bar. The, his son Nick's a deep. They do karaoke night. Jimmy Hart's always there. But just friends, you all know, you know, you're, you're friends, and you know, you're, you're, you're true nice friends. And friends. Friends. Yeah, you you live by time. there, right? I do. You I've, live by I've there. been at least once or twice. Yeah, I know so, Nick. I've worked. You know, with it's Nick it's good to have good good friends that you can talk to and stuff like that. So. And that's one thing. Me and Sally's got a lot of them, and most of them are some of the greatest in the world. You know, you're talking about Bret Hart. You know, I mean, even Hacksaw. I mean, all these guys are are very good friends of ours, and and we're still very good friends, and we still talk. And Jimmy Hart is the hardest working man in showbiz, and the greatest manager ever. 
He's 79. He works harder than anyone. 79. He looks like he's 40. And he's and he's, he works almost every day. He's out doing some. He's out doing some well, kind what, of gig somewhere. What he somewhere. was saying before is you know? worry, not how we're older now. When we were younger, we lost a lot of our friends. Yeah. When our our friends were in their 40s, you know what I'm saying, and they all, and they passed away. Now, a lot of our friends are in their that are older generation than us are in their 70s, and you're like. Wow, you know, and you see different changes in them from time to time. You see them on the road, and you worry because any anything could happen now. See, you know, I would, I would call. Anything could. I would call every month at least once. You know, I call the Iron Sheik every every month. You know, and then this year he called me for Christmas. Now's Baba, you know, da da da. And that 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 I wouldn't hurt when when he passed because I talked to him not too long ago, like three weeks before that, and then. You know, that ended up... You know, well, I, I, I was asking Magnum that, right? Because I was like, you know, you got your regular life, you got your family, and that's tough enough as it is, right? We all go through our trials right. and tribulations. But then you have this other internal family, and it, it's it's got to be rough well, watching we were, your we were partners at, We were like on that. the road with most of these guys more than we were with our family yeah, for yeah. Th 30 years. So, I mean, when you're on the road 300 days a year, you're on the, full, you know, you're on the road with them guys more than you're home with your, with your family, you know? So... You know, it's it's a it's a it's a crazy lifestyle, but you know we loved it, and everybody else that's in it loved it too. You know, you love pro wrestling, and that's the bottom line. We get we got a fan question, right? That's part of the rules here. Yeah. Um, I actually could, I want to ask it. It says, "Hey, nasty boys, my mom's ex-boyfriend was your lawyer when you were beat up in Perina. It's Dale Thomas. Mom has a pic with Jerry on the wall. Did you guys win money?" The what and pure what? When Nobbs got stabbed? This is from Dick eighty nine. Hey nasty boys, my mom's ex boyfriend was your lawyer. When you were beat up in Peoria, Illinois. We didn't get beat up. Nobbs got stabbed. I got stabbed. Oh, but I, we we didn't there was no I had to go I had to go back because we got they, the kids tried to blame us for it, but they got arrested when they, the yeah, cops found I out the truth. I did two years in jail for and then I had a, I'm the only one that had to go back because I'm seen it all more than anybody. I had to go back and testify against the kid. It wasn't a lawsuit. Well, could, can it you elaborate a, a little more on the story? Because I understand you got stabbed. Like, what happened? Well, we were they were in, pissed off at us from what we did at the match. So they followed us. It was no, me no, Are you serious? No. No, yes. I, I don't think it had. They, they knew about the match. That's yeah, not what the, the girl they were, told us. They the were at the match and they they cut us off the road. Me, him, and Rotundo, and the guy got out, and I no. thought he was punching, and he had a boot knife, so he hit me here, here, he hit me there, and then when I grabbed him in the in the uh, like the headlock and punched him and knocked him down, he stabbed me in the stomach, and Jesus I felt the Christ. blood coming out, and I told Sag, he watched it, he has a knife, then he lunged at Sag, and Sag had a leather jacket. Sag front faced him right on the cement and boom, like just smash him. And it, his buddy came out and with uh, jumper cables and hit Sag in the head. He had 17 stitches there. And Mike was messing with the other, there was another guy dealing with him. And then when we knocked them all, they were all just laying on the street. This was in like a, like a side road to us getting back to our hotel. Uh, you know, they throw me to the hospital and, and I had my arm up and I had my, uh, Oakland Raiders sweatshirt on and he comes in the emergency room with me and they lifted up my my uh, my Oakland Raiders and all the blood that came down off my arm Jesus. and stuff it was all in here and it all hit the floor and went bloom, 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 bloom. and Sag said oh my god his liver and I just went 
Moon fainted right there, and he said, "Get him the fuck out of the emergency room." So, yeah, I got stabbed in uh, in uh, in Peoria, and he must have been my lawyer that uh, put the guys away. Were you able to sue? Well, we didn't. We never. We didn't have no no. lawyer or nothing. It wasn't our lawyer. They didn't have. They were. They were like twenty-year-old kids. It was the state of Illinois' lawyer, because we didn't do. We didn't press no charges or anything. The cops. Well, the, the way it went down was we, we would had, that was a time of year in WW back in the day we would on those weekends we do double shots. So the Saturday was we would go in the afternoon go to Milwaukee at night go to Chicago. The next day we're in the afternoon in Moline at night in Peoria. So in two days we do four shows. That's how busy it was and there was three groups on the road at the time around the country doing live events. That's how and every arena was packed. That's how business was in the early 90s. And we get we finish a double shot. We pull off the road to a subway. The guy go. we looked said, you know, after we ate, you know the way, to the, the way to get to the red roof. He goes, you don't have to go back on the highway. Go straight down this road. Sends us through the hood. Mike Rotundo's driving the car. We're driving. We're looking for the red roof in that we're, we're staying at. And a car comes zooming in front, starts jamming on the brakes, off and making Mike screech the brakes on, off and on, keeps doing this, then cuts us off again. Like, what the fuck's this guy doing? Finally, goes Mike almost hits him. Knobs opens the door. What the fuck? And this, all of this guy pops out of the car. I'm in the back seat, and he starts yelling. He starts yelling. They meet, boom, and there's a they're flailing. By the time I got out of the car and got the knobs, I hear, watch, he's got a knife. I feel on my chest here. I grabbed, took that arm, grabbed front face, and su- sort of suplexed his face into the macadam in the middle of the road and impounded his head in there until he left go of that knife. And I held the knife, and that, as I'm doing that, clank. You know, big, the clamps of a jumper cable? The kid, other kid went in the, in the back of the car and went like a, and whack, like a lap bang, and the, they hit, smashed my head in with him. And I went down on top of the kid with the knife and it, holding the kid down. And the meat, and that all got scuffed up. We after it sort of broke up. Then I, I grabbed the knife, threw it in the car. We had a, Michael's. We got to get him out of here. Knobs was going down. He was all carved up by that time. We get to the hospital, and I go, "Listen, we were just attacked by the these kids on a thing. One stabbed them or whatever." I said, "I got the the knife in the car." All of a sudden, there, you know, that went down when he said about the inside the hospital. Here comes two detectives. They go, I go, oh, did you, I thought they, because we said call the cops. They come in, I go, they go, what happened? I go, told them the story. And they go, well, how many people? I go, and I remembered, I go, well, there was, in the car, because I seen in the back hatch, there was two guys in the front, the one guy on the driver's side, the one that jumped out and stabbed them. And I said, there was a girl and a guy in the back. In the meantime, the, the kids in the car after the fight, drove to the police station and reported they got beat up by wrestlers. Mm. Okay? Now, but they didn't bring the girl. They dropped her off. The cops, while we're in the emergency room getting stitched up all night and everything, drilled the kid. They found out that a girl was. They went and got her. Bring her down. She tells the story. There were kids driving around looking for trouble. Well, if they're the match or not, I don't know. This is what they told me. They're looking for trouble. The kid did have a knife, and she told on him. Okay, so the Good state, the state of uh, Illinois, arrested those kids that night. I had to go 
and we get back at, or if the sun's coming up we go to a hotel room and goes mike your tunnel goes we got to call vince so i go I go I, then he goes i go well go ahead he goes no sags you your call i go i had a i had a call vince mcmahon uh hello um <laughs> six no i uh uh vince yes i go you're not gonna believe this but we were coming out of Peoria and told him a short thing the story, but Nobbs got stabbed. He went, oh, my God, that poor son of a bitch. <laughs> he went, son, and I went, yeah. And it, Well, now, well, Vin, now Vince, knowing us, is thinking, and everybody else. What did else, you guys do? The Nasty Boys did this. It's like the If that girl wouldn't have told, oh, we would have went to jail. No, you know what I mean. But did so, you did yeah, you say my, they, they the, the kids only got two years? Was no, two well, years? I don't know what they got, but well, I had only to go. One guy, the guy that stabbed me, got two years. But that's like first degree attempted murder, right? I don't know what they did, but anyway, I, don't know. I they did, only got all two of a sudden I got a memo that I had to fly that their WWE flew me back, and I had to fly in myself because I knew. And here they kept my here I didn't know it. They kept my leather jacket. Mm. The kids stabbed me in the shoulder, but the leather stopped the knife. And it cut and stopped right here at the zipper. Wow. You are lucky it didn't hit your... If I had, had a sweatshirt Ooh. on like this, he would have slit my throat. Because he went boom and was coming across, and that's when I grabbed... And that's, stopped. And that's what he I was grabbed saying. his arm and took him down. And that's what he was saying in the locker room, too. I wanted to listen to what he was saying. He was saying, and right when the guy had a knife and was going to stab it in Nobs' back, I came and saved him and saved the day. And, 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 and I had to come in the locker room and say, you're full of shit. And the, and the kids were at the, the, they weren't kids, they were like 20-year-olds, but they were at the show. And they must have, we must have pissed them off because at the time we would get some major heat. Yeah, I don't know I if mean, they were at the time. show or not, but, that, but I had to go back and testify. I said, all they did was ask me a few things. Can you and I, I look and I go. That's I said. That's him right there. I knew it. The kid was looking right at me. I said, I knew. I knew it. And I, I said, okay, that's it. And I left. Never heard another thing. Yeah. So I, we never had. I never had no lawyer. I, I was. I it was went, a state. I went of, back twice. And it was a state of uh, it, the prosecutor. Was, whoever you know, if you get arrested, like I, you know, we're in Long Island. You get arrested here. You ain't. There, it's not. It's not somebody's lawyer. It's the. It's Prosecution. The, uh, you know the. The police department and yeah. prosecutors department that get you, you know. Well, but that's how that happened. It was it was that was in eighty nine. They had either. a they that had was a, a that was they in cut 90 his or they cut his tricep out. They cut his thing. They had to fly in a neurosurgeon. They cut his nerves in his arm. And if he wouldn't have had the the fatty the little bit of he wasn't as, like that now. <laughs> if he didn't have that cushion to protect but if he you, thing, they, that they, nice they, cushion. The, 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 they missed his they missed his liver by he said like three quarters of an inch. Mm, the knife because he gutted him like went uh, like a Harry carried him knobs. He had a scar across there. He would have cut his liver. He'd been dead. You know well, what I mean? I have a fan question. It wants to know. That's the, the truth. The honest truth. If the Iron Sheik did a 12-inch line with Jerry, this is a fan's question. No, that's not true. They were bigger than that. <laughs> <laughs> Maria Davis says, hello, nasty boys. Tell her hello. So Marty Janetti now has a, a podcast. Oh, my God. Janetti's fucking nuts. <laughs> so Janetti actually... Blames you guys. He tells a story that Hulk Hogan used to have a party, and at the party there was this like gumball machine. Oh, and you would turn it once, and the drugs no, would come out, and that's people that's M&M and that, thing. And that was at my house. Christmas party, and he said Marty wasn't party. even invited. There. Marty wasn't even there. This is Marty posting the story. So <laughs> now, like, just like Nob's he told that story Nob's about Nob's me, wasn't Hulk? That was my Christmas he, party. He said yeah. he, he, I pissed on Elvis's grave. 
He never made it up there. Only me, him, and Sean made it up Tell to the grave, grave, and we toasted and Marty's and had going, a Yeah, beer. they all pissed on him like bullshit. No, he we said drank. I toasted to Elvis and we drank. I said you never you made didn't it up there. Your ankle the was hurt. <laughs> we had it. We toasted and drank a beer we on Elvis's over, grave. We went over the thing, the 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 wall, <laughs> and then I said I was in the army. I'll take the lead. So I jumped over, and you, it sounded like a herd of buffalo going over to the other tree because there were so many leaves. <laughs> This and is when in I Graceland. Got, and when I went over there for them guys to give them the okay, I went, who do you? He looked at Sean and goes, what is he? Do they think there's an owl in uh, Elvis's place or something? Listen, so we made it all the way up to the grave. Marty's, those are, Marty's telling stories where he wasn't even at. That's Because, <laughs> listen, I was at a Christmas party and he had a Mr. M&M. So when you came in the door, you know, you pull the Mr. M&M yeah. and M&Ms come out. There's a bottle of Placidils, a bottle of Percocet, <laughs> Halcyon, Valiums. You're going to blame us, get your facts straight. And whatever came out of Mr. M&M, you had to eat it. You know what I mean? Then you had to go in the room with the anvil, and the, you know, or the sheik, whoever. Allegedly. Was. Wait, wait, wait. Allegedly. 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 Wait, that was a rule after you took the pill, then you had to go hang out with the anvil and yeah, the sheik. Well, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, but, but somehow that. Marty was at that party. I don't think he was ever. No, at he wasn't ever. I can only imagine if I got to party no, back the, with you we, guys. No. <laughs> we <had the> <laughs> parties. It was usually the the gangs from Tampa. It was uh, uh, Davy Boy and his wife, Anvil and, and Ellie. You know, so we had Diane Hart, Ellie Hart. Uh, you know, Davy Boy, uh, Jim. Uh, we had Hulkster come over. Uh, uh, Mike Rotundo and his wife. The shit was uh, on. Uh, it was Steve Kern, Steve Kern and his wife. You know, all the guys from Florida, you know. Florida, so the guys from Florida, Florida would come over, and we, we, all, we all would have a good time there, you know. And everybody knows because they could be themselves. And, you know, private private Christmas party for the boys. And we used to have fun. We used to Eminem we used to, man but, but, had uh, more pills in it than fucking Walgreens. <laughs> hey, hey, okay. Allegedly, okay. he's lying. <laughs> Jesus and whatever you didn't know what came out. Too bad yeah. it wasn't Skittles and just tasted well, well, the rainbow. When we were growing up in a business, <laughs> Kurt Hennig would make us have a double shot of Jack. He'd take us out and test us. And then you look, and here's the, here comes a double shot of Jack Daniels. You look in the glass, and the double shot, and I go, what's that? He goes, rainbow stew. There's three pills, a Halcyon, a Percocet, and <laughs> a Valium floating in there. What? You had to chug the, take this sh double shot of Jack Daniels and gargle it with the pills. Uh, you know how oh terrible that is in your throat, and he tortures like that. Keep gargling it. It's Allegedly. bubbling out of your mouth. Uh, and then all the pills. Next thing you fucking wake up in a snowdrift somewhere. <laughs> and then seven hours later, hey. like, what the fuck happened? Alleged, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Oh, we got you. We got you. Allegedly. All right. Some people I want to know out there. What is the story behind New Jack? From that's with him. I wasn't there. That, that was uh, nothing. It was just uh, I turned around and he and I was making a joke and he and he sucker punched me. But it, but it me. was at some little independent yeah, show. Yeah, in and Florida I never left and he never beat me up. But he said he beat me up, so I just let him roll with it. You know, I. I <laughs> but you know, but wait, wait, you were just having fun and he just just hit you for no reason. No, I, mean, I was telling jokes and then I said something and then I said something like you know, you know, like me and New Jack do. I put me and New Jack together. And then when I turned around, he just sucker punched me. And he didn't even knock me down. So then I went tackling, and everybody pulled me off. And then he was there, got a couple shots in. But then I stayed at the bar. I never left. So, so then afterwards, he tried to make a, a big thing out of it. And I didn't bite because, you know, I, you know, I'm 
I'm, I'm, I'm through all that. I know all the You can have this one. I'm and, and I'm, I'm at this level right <laughs> yeah, now. So, yeah. you know what I mean? And it did my thing. So I just, I just blew it off and, and, and it went away. After he did his yelling and did his rants, it was gone in a week. So, you know, and I learned that from the best. You know, you say, why, why give the guy any props to, to, to make a fight about it when there was nothing? Right. It was nothing, you know? I didn't have no swollen eyes or anything. And I did come back in the locker room he and hit said, like "Hey, <laughs> I three know, days, never, three days a week, we never I'm over that here in the street. Over, I didn't know him. I at said, all. I have a camp. I'm there from six to ten every night. I said, try that shit when I'm sober. I was drinking Jaeger since ten in the morning, <laughs> and he cold cocked me about twelve at night. So you could, you know, I was in the fucking. I hit right my mood. bed harder, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't feel anything. Uh, On a more serious note, uh, about a year ago, Kevin Nash lost his son. Uh, I'm sure you guys are friends with Kevin. Um, Did you guys reach out to him? Actually, something you just said that because I haven't seen Kevin, you know, and I know everybody knows the story. Scott Hall was one of our best friends in AWA, but I know everybody knows the scope. We broke into business together with Sean and Marty, Kurt, Scott Hall. But everybody knows the story about what went on with me and Scott. And it really upset me when that happened to Scott. Because at one point in our lives, we were real close friends but he, in the business. Very close. It was like me, Nob, Sean, Marty, Kurt Henning, and the young guys in AWA. And they weaned us. Scott Hall is one of them. So for today, just today, I haven't seen Kevin in this whole time in a long time. And I see him walking at the big event. I went. I go, I got to go say something about not only Scott, but his with, with Kevin's son, of respect, respect we have for each other, even though what happened years ago. And I said, Kevin, I just want to tell you, um, I really feel bad. Uh, I haven't seen you. I, I, I'm still upset about it too, about what happened to Scott. And I go, at one time in our lives, believe it or not, we were really best friends. He lived with us. We brought him to Florida. He lived with us twice, Scott. We, we all the stuff and thing, but. What happened to WCW happened, but I didn't go into any of that. I just said, and I'm very, I just want to tell you how sorry I am what happened to Scott. And then I said, besides Scott, I got four kids. And I go, I just want to tell you, I don't know how you do it, but I want to say God bless you because I would, I want to give you my condolences about your son. I say I never knew, got to know him, but I know as a father, and I could see that Kevin is a changed person because of all this. He goes, I know. He, he sort of said, you know, me and my wife were talking like I have, he saved up all his life to give all this money to his son. And he's like, what do I do now? Why is there a reason to wake? I could tell it affected him deeply about yeah. Scott and his son. He goes, what's the reason for me to wake up? I was like, so trying to be then positive. Cause I see, because this is probably what's going through his mind at this point in time in his life. So I could see he's maybe struggling a little bit. But that's a, and it happens you ask that question because I just saw him the first time since all it happened today. And, you know, we didn't have too good of a uh, thing between us for years because of the incident with Scott Hall years ago. It went down and all that kind of stuff. But, I, but that's always pushed away and, and I, long ago because of, you know, when Scott died, it, it affect, I just wanted to let him know it affected me not as much as him because they. He was. We were friends with Scott earlier on in the career in life. He was Scott's very best friend later on in them guys. Mm. You know, yeah. so Sean Michaels and all that's that. That's how very it, close yeah. to us, you know. Yeah. So, but 
I saw him at WrestleCon and he didn't, he couldn't make it. So I told him I had to talk with him at WrestleCon and I said, you know, you know, hey man, I'm so deeply sorry and my condolences go. There's not no words I can say to, you know, that you lost your son and I am so sorry and this and he goes, I know not, don't, don't worry, you know. And uh, then that, that after that, that night is when Butch came in and asked me, that's the first shot I had in a long time, if I would do a shot with him for Butch. Butch was in the hospital because Butch was good for one day. Was it and Luke? And he forgot Luke, his pain. And me and Luke, Luke sat there and drank, and he was telling me about Luke. And I said, hey, he'll, he'll pull through this and this and that. And, uh, you know, and then the next night we were together again, and Boogie Manton was with us too. And he, us three sat together for two nights with Luke when he got back from the hospital. And then, and then Sunday... Butch passed away, and we knew Butch for for since 1990. He was the, they were the first ones we wrestled when we got to the WWE and smartened us up and on everything. One of the hardest, and the and, and they were great to wrestle. We had great matches with them and everything. So, you know, I mean, the just, first the, and then Terry Funk, and then now the Iron Sheik. So a lot of our great yeah, mentors and he's heroes. Talking about the, the the kids now. The first of the hardest of that now. Ric Flair. Back to Rick. Oh, yeah. Rick Flair called uh, us up. This has to be old four or five, I don't know, somewhere in there. And asked me and Nobbs, would you two like to come up to Charlotte and re have Reed's first wrestling match ever, Rick's son, mm. with David, his son, and he's going to manage him. We said, it'd be a delight. Nobbs tells Jimmy. Jimmy goes, I'll manage you guys. So now it's Jimmy Hart managing us, Rick managing his two sons, Reed's first match, live in Charlotte, sold out. Who hears about it? Hulk. I'll fly myself up for free and guest referee the fucking match. Reed was the first one. We tried to mentor him. He had the monkey on his back. The kids at, the, that, that, at that age and time were getting into that kind of thing. And he passed away. Mm. Right after that happened, but uh, we were talking about what Nob said. Somebody passed away. Then all of a sudden, I get the call that, and we knew him since he was three years old. Or less, Mike Rotundo's son, Bray Wyatt. When I got that call, I go, I just fucking, like, bro, I go, God, I just talked to, we were in Liverpool, but thing, we knew him since he was little, and Mike was one of our best friends. I broke down. We left both. Mike was up handling something in Binghamton, where he's from in New York with his parents, so he didn't answer the phone. I left the messages, and I left him, but I know I was crying. I, I don't cry much, but I just I go, what the fuck? I couldn't handle it. You know, about losing. The worst thing that could happen is I lose, a sib, lose your child. Yeah. It's the worst thing that could happen to you on the face of the earth to me. Well, I, went I to, got four I kids. I went to the funeral, and that's like the, the, from that and Colin Rick, and then Iron Sheik with his daughter, yeah. you know, the boyfriend uh, killed her. You know, I, I had to make that call like four different times, and, and it's the worst fucking call ever i mean you call one of your buddies that their son passed away or their daughter passed away what do you away. say i go mike what do I, I, mean, I don't know what to it's, say it's I just say, awful blessing. you know i mean it's just it just it just gets you right here you know because i still love reed you know he was a young great kid great great athlete you know what i mean and uh you know all of the flair family ashley charlotte mm. know her real well but yeah. all the guys we know that are in the wrestling business now, like Joe Henning, and uh, we watched them kids since they've been babies. You know what I mean? So another I mean, one, and even the Steiners kids, and they're, and they're now uh, 
Brock uh, Bronson, you know, is uh, doing good, and and uh, Ricky's uh, Scotty's kids are doing good playing basketball for I guess Virginia Tech. So, but I mean, we, we I got I got not to interrupt you, but I got another call, and it, we, me, Nobbs, and Jimmy Hart were signing somewhere, mm. and Jimmy goes Sags, it's Hulk. I went what? I go. I right awake. I see Jimmy's face. Yeah. So, I go. Hawk wants to talk to you. He gives the phone to me. It's Hulk. It's Hulk. I go. I go. What the fuck? Did something not happen again? Because he goes. I go. Hello. And he starts talking. He goes. I just want to tell you, they found Brian's Blair's son mm. murdered. Mm. And I go. God. What the fuck? I go. I couldn't talk. Then no. I go. Jimmy. I was looking for him. I think he. I go. Gave me the phone back. I go. Uh, Hawk news. I was. Floored because he was student, so he was speechless. Yeah, I had so to call I. Brian on that then too. Then I, I go, what? You, uh, those are hard calls to make. There, you know. Yeah, we knew them since they were little, little kids. Ki- I gave them it, toys so and said, everything. Yeah, yeah back oh in the day. God. So, it's just, it's just. Uh, I, I mean, it comes full circle, though, right? You um, brought up Joe Henning, right? I mean, yeah. do you get upset at your, well, your brothers that they they well, can't get first, this? The, the first thing you go through is. Our friends that passed away in, when they were 40 back in the early, late 90s. Now, their kids are wrestling. What do you tell them? Like Joe Henning. Mm. And how, help them or talk to them. But, you know, he, Joe knows his dad was our mentor. And La, uh, Harry Smith. And on David and on. All the, all the kids David now, their, their, their dads are gone that were our best friends. Yeah. Natty, Natty and Natty. And Ellie and Jim, Jim Neidhart's three kids were at my house, my daughter's birthday party. Harry and Georgia Davies' kids, when they were literally at my daughter's birthday party, then when they're when now their dads are gone, that's a whole. Now you you have to talk yeah. to the kids. It's like I want to you know start burst out in tears. Yeah. I cried. You know, it's a whole I, other deal. I cried. You know? uh, but the opposite is, the realm we found out later is, oh my God, one of our friends' children. Like you're taught, you brought it up first about Kevin. That's worse than anything. Yeah. But losing your dad young it compares to a, I, a father losing his son. I was daughter. I was in WCW when we found out about Owen, mm. and me and uh, Chris Benoit called uh, Stu. I, I talked to Stu, and I was crying to Stu on the phone, you know. And that was another hard one, and so was he, you know. Even though. The situation that happened later with Chris, but the way we know Chris, he was always such a nice guy. So I don't know what happened there either. But uh, you know, just Owen was a big uh, shock too. You know when that happened. But uh, Hawk, I mean, just Eddie Guerrero, they were all good friends of ours. Uh, Davey Boy was only 39. Right. Eddie's 38. Rick Rude was only 40. Kurt. Like Hawk. Kurt was 44 and Hawk was 45. But, that, but that's what Boss I'm trying man. to say. Boss man, yeah. Don't you get mad at some of these guys that they, you know, they're your friends. They couldn't get over what was like, you know, especially like Henning, for example. Well, it's the like, thing I is, dude, you're saying accident. get, you're saying get over. Okay, there's no you, you got it's you don't know until you're there. Mm. It's not get over. It's just you, you just don't know what time or thing, how much is too much, and will I not wake up? Right. You know where what is too much. How the fuck are we still here? Right. I ask myself that sometimes. Yeah. All our friends, they were in better shape, different things. How the fuck are me and him still sitting here? But are you one, kidding me? We were there with them. 
Right. All those going guys. To, uh, I was up for four days with Hawk at a time. You but know, going, I was. Going, we're not innocent here. But going, you know, going to Wyatt's, you know, Wyndham's funeral because Mike was such a good friend of ours, and then seeing all the guys and that, man, that brought back everything from the past from for me, and that that was hard. It took me a a week or two to get over it. I was I was really it really screwed me up up here a little bit because it brought back everything, all the all my buddies and all of this and all of that. And, it know, got the it lifestyle. for a while. I was tired. I couldn't go to no more funerals. Wow. It was so I wanted to like shoot myself or something. I go, what's going on here? I'm not, I couldn't go to see no more of my buddies getting a casket, you know? I, I, and then yet a son. You know yeah. what I mean? Of one of my that's, friends. That's just what the fuck? That's really, Come on. Yeah. So mentioning Kevin, that's like, like, and I could see, I could just see it in his eyes and the way he was, I could tell he, the, the double shot of Scott, his best friend in life, yeah. and his son, he he's going to have a, 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 a couple hurdles here to go, go through. Jerry, did I you? I hope he has, gets the support he needs. You know, like, I, I know he's tight with Sean and uh, uh, Paul. Right. And uh, X Pac six, yeah, yeah. They, they were a whole gang together. Those, I hope they are there and call them every fucking day and stuff. Because I, I could tell that something could happen. It seemed to me like something could happen any time. You know, like he was ready to. I don't know. It was just weird. You know, I, I yeah. can't explain. It. I, 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 you know, I say prayers for him. He's, Kevin's a good guy. He's always yeah. been a good mm-hmm. guy, and you know, is the. Life's it's crazy, but even people that take care of themselves die at 27, or uh, you know, you, you see some of this stuff happening, and you know that guy from uh, The Biggest Loser, he was in the best shape, and he almost died of a heart attack, and he was one of the trainers there. So, you know, I always say that the big man knows up above when it's when it's time. You know, I'm Catholic, so you know it's, it is what it is, but uh, you know, it's just it's heartbreaking. You know, and I don't really even talk, like talking about it, but, uh, you know, they are our friends and, and, and for, for our friends' sons. That really hurts, especially if we've known them since they were little babies. I mean, that's just, that's just heartbreaking. It is. It's just, oh, you know, uh, I don't even like talking about it, but, uh, you know, thanks for bringing it up, though. Well, it's, thank, thank you it's, for sharing. Uh, it's, you know, because we, we, we love all of all of our our buddies and all of their kids and and you know i try to watch you know when they're on i try to watch their matches and everything like that you know what i mean so i even told the bellas today you know how proud i am of them because we saw them when they left the first time wwe they were going out to hollywood we were in camp with them and we had a little we had a little talk and then when they were doing camp we were with them down there and we always gave them advice and this and that and they came up and gave us a big hug today and Great. I said, I'm proud of you guys. You're really kicking it and doing the right thing, and you know, and I was, I was, I was really proud of them, you know, because we we known them since they were got in the business and tried to make it, you know what I mean? So, and Johnny Laurinaitis is married to their mom, and he's been, you know, that whole Laurinaitis family has been a true family to us. And Mark and Johnny are the only ones uh, that are, you know, living anymore, because uh, uh, you know the dad passed just a couple of years ago, and they're. We were there at their mom's funeral, but we were at Johnny's wedding, his first wedding, and everything. So, we know the Laurinaitis is really good, you know, animal, and and you know the whole family. We're really good friends of ours. So, 
you know, it's like it says, it gets, it's a big fraternity and a big family to pro wrestling, just like uh, football is, just like baseball is. You know, you got your, you know, your. Uh, well, I'll your, tell you your, what your didn't help. Stuff. Him and his fucking Mr. M&M parties. <laughs> you know, sent a bunch of our buddies over to Cliff. He's what's, the blame. What's, what's wrong with Pete and M&M's <laughs> and regular M&M's? Nothing. There's nothing wrong with them in, in that thing. You guys have had a long day. I want to thank you again. You guys are fantastic. You, think, you know, obviously you indoctrinated the new nasty girl hell yeah buddy she is, baby. <laughs> so she's gonna she's gonna hit you with uh you know i told you farrow moved to florida he found a new love in his life so you know things are good for what are you talking about? when i get back to florida he's pawning his son off on me nice. no no fuck the son i'm i'm coming your way baby. <laughs> oh, wow we're going to nasty i am the age where i can get the hey, I just decided I'm, I'm going out like Aunt Whistle. I'm going, I'm going to go to Florida. I'm going to buy two ounces of blow, and I'm coming over. Oh, my fuck God. So my heart blows up, and I'm going out. I'll be reading that on top. I'm going out on top. I'm going out on top. I hope his wife don't hear that right now. <laughs> hey, hey, run over like, I, like my can, wife ran me over. So Then you can go on the radio show. I killed that fucking nasty boy. Yes, I did. I, that motherfucker couldn't handle me. He blew his fucking heart out. Hey, th- thanks for having us on. It's always a delight to come on your show, man. Appreciate it. It really man. is. And, and thanks for having us on. Appreciate it. And, and, and thank you, fans, for tuning in. Because without you guys, like I said, we wouldn't be here. And thanks for all the support from all the bullshit I've been through lately. And you're always there by my side. And you're always telling me some great stuff. I mean, all, all the time. All the fans that come up always say, you know, they're, they're glad to see me looking better and all that stuff. And it means a lot. comes right from here. Thank you very much. Well, we want to thank everybody out for there for joining us. Uh, right after this, you've I got... I got you, nasty girl. Yeah, <laughs> you got the Orient Express in. Danielle, you want to send us out? Yeah, you want me to do my question really quick? Sure. I want to know, I'm kind of wondering, what's the song that you hear that makes you want to do the nasty? I thought you were going, what's it like in Nastyville? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we got to go back to our old Janet Jackson played Nasty Boys. Nasty, Ooh, Nasty Boys. Nasty. He's, he's got a lot. He's got a lot of made-up songs, but you don't really want to hear them. <laughs> I did a little songwriting in my day. Oh my I word. love it. I but love Nasty it. Boy. Can't knock the Janet. Ding, ding, Can't knock. She gets ding, you in the ding. mood. Oh, he's got hey, some, he got I some seen wild your, songs. I seen your Instagram shaking that thing. <laughs> now, hey, I'll be coming at, I'll be like a freight train coming after that ass. <laughs> I can't wait. I love it. You guys are uh, awesome. You've been amazing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you for having us on. Thank you guys for having us. Appreciate it. <laughs> Stay nasty. Always. <laughs>